0: welcome back to the get more podcast where we're gonna get you more money more marketing more business strategy more community and just more of the good stuff that you need in your life every day All right, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back. So, I am so excited for this because this has been such a long time coming for me to get to do this interview. And it's kind of crazy how it's actually all happened. So, I have Miss Jordan on today, and she didn't know who I was like multiple years ago back in that MLM life thing. But I fangirled over this girl so hard, like crazy. I watched every Zoom, I stalked team pages. I like had all of her photos on my phone, it was a whole mess of crazy and I always wanted to interview her back in those days, but you know that was not the right timing for us and we have both gotten out of the industry and have been absolutely blessed with so many better things. And I'm way more excited to be sharing with you what she has going on now than I probably ever would have been back in the day because what she's doing now is so meaningful, so valuable. And I am so freaking excited. I'm like dancing in my chair party. So if you just want to give us your story, who you are, how you got here, tell me all of the
1: fun and exciting things. Give me all the details. Yes. Okay. So I am Jordan. I am from Fort Worth, Texas. And um, just like Cassie said, I did the MOM world for golly, probably four years and it was my life. I didn't know who I was. I was definitely someone who put a hundred percent into that business and God really was calling me to step away. And I was just like, mm. I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I did that. Like, what would that look like? And it was a really shaky um, season I was in, but I ended up uh, being blessed with another job that ended up kind of launching me with where I'm at today. But in that season, it was really just trying to figure out what the heck I want to do with my life. And so, and I feel like this was kind of a pivotal moment for me and just who I am. I always questioned like, what was I supposed to do? What, what is my like deepest calling? Like I always longed for something That made me feel like I had purpose, but I never fully understood how that could change over time and that our purpose does change. And so I felt like even when I was in that network marketing company, I still wanted more. And I thought that was like an unhealthy thing to want more, you know? And I realized that. It's, it's a good thing to want more and moderation and knowing, you know, where you're at in life and being able to work hard for things that you really want. And so I've definitely been someone my whole life that is like always wanted to work really hard after things and, and go after it and really f- figure out what my purpose is here. Um, and so, yeah, I ended up working a new job for two years, just kind of laid low after leaving that company and, <clears throat> excuse me. And I ended up, leaving, quitting my job with nothing. I had nothing to fall back on. And so I ended up leaving this, this job that was making me all the money, making it, it made sense. Everything made sense. And I mean, when I say I was hysterically crying, I mean, like I was crying. I knew, I knew that something was like shifting me out of this, this, uh, job and it led me to where I'm at now. And, In that moment, I remembered, I was like, this is the same exact feeling that I had when I left my, uh, my network marketing family that I thought I'm like, it was scary. It, it turn my whole world upside down. Like it was such a hard thing to process, but it's so crazy how good God is in my life. He's like, I will literally physically remove you from a place that you do not need to be anymore. So I can put you where you need to be. If you are not going to go on your own. Cause I knew in my heart, I was supposed to be in this place that I'm in now, but I just couldn't get there. And so, yeah, I just, I feel like, I know you asked me to tell you a little bit about me, but that's really just kind of the season I'm in right now. It's like, I don't necessarily fully knew who I was yet until now. Like I feel like I'm just now living in this place where I know who I am and I'm confident in who I am. And my life is very simple. I'm like, your, I'm in a sweatshirt and some pajama pants right now. I have a dog. I live with my, one of my best friends, my roommate. Um, and I just live a very simple life, but it's like so fulfilling now. Like I don't, I used to need all those things. I used to need all of the, the big expensive the cars, the purses, the houses, you know, I wanted all of that. But now I'm like, I just want to do what I love. I just want to love what I do. I want to wake up every day and, and have the life that I've always wanted. And so I'm finally, I'm finally getting there. So
0: that's so exciting. And I think,
1: you know, coming from that MLM
0: background where the business is your whole life, the lifestyle is your entire life. And they do like teach you to want all of the really expensive things, even if that's not really in alignment with your life and definitely for me getting out of it I was like what do I really need 10k a month for like cool awesome but I was like that's not really going to do me like any good I'm like I don't really need a whole bunch of things I don't really care I just only care because these other people care and I'm like that's not really me yeah but you don't you lose your identity in it so much and it wasn't something that I even was willing to acknowledge until like what I like years after I left. I'm still yeah. ra- like looking back and being like, I had no identity. Who the heck was I? What was I doing? It's like it's it's crazy. Like where I was and doing that did get me to where I am now. So I mm-hmm. can't even just be like it was the worst. But leaving, I had no I had no idea what I was gonna do. I lost my community, my support system. Yeah, everything. And it was a terrifying moment, but I was like, I can't be here anymore. It's not good for me. I literally went and got like a, like a regular outside the house job. I was just like, I can't do this thing anymore. And, but I didn't understand why I couldn't do that thing anymore. I was just like, I'm not supposed to be here. I just got to go. Um, and I really wasn't like very in my faith back in the day. Uh, so I didn't even know that that was like, God being like, yeah, I'm going to need you to stop I'm here. <laughs> like you got to go over here and do this other stuff. I got better plans. I got better things. And I was just like, my whole life is chaos and a mess. And I don't know what to do, but then like, Mr. God's like, so actually, yeah, this is what I'm trying to get you to do because I have better things. Yeah. And it's just, and it is really, it's sometimes hard to step into being who you actually are when you've had so many different identities and doing things for yourself. Yeah. Y'all
1: entrepreneurship is way harder. It's It's the hardest thing I've ever had to do, honestly. And I ran a network marketing business. When you talk about hard, that is one of the most, like you have to put this armor up every day. And I'm like, I am more, I feel more exposed and vulnerable and tired but like also so fulfilled at the same time that I ever have you know so I totally feel that entrepreneurship is it's like the thing that everyone really really wants but it takes way more work than I ever thought for sure and I love having so I've had like all different
0: entrepreneurs on and it's and I'm always really excited when I I'm interviewing people like at that beginning moment where the vision is coming into play and like the beginning of the plans and like accepting new clients, because like that baby vision will go so far. And it's like, everyone has to start there. So even when I'm interviewing people who have made like millions of dollars, they're like, everything in the beginning was so hard. I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I loved this thing that I was doing Yeah, And I think if you're an entrepreneur and you are trying to do it for just like the quick cash, big money, please get out of the field. Please go. But if you're like, I have a mission, this is what I want to do. The money might not show up right away. It might take months to years to really get off the ground. But if you actually enjoy what you're doing honestly, that's all that matters. I've been like dirt broke in my business, but mm-hmm. oh, it was so good to show up for people. Like yeah. it makes you feel good. So for yeah. you, when you like quit your job, did you like, know you were going to do this. Or like, before that you were like, I've got this idea. And then you woke up and you were like, I, this is what I got to do. Quit my yeah. job, do this
1: other thing. So it's kind of weird. That week was such a blur. It all kind of happened where I had a very divine confirmation from God saying, you will not be here at this other job past this day. Cause I had already set, uh, we we're all virtual. So I had like set up a, a call with the CEO and I already knew I was going to talk to her and that was going to be it. I knew I was going to leave, but I didn't understand that I would, I, in my head, I had no idea. I literally was just like, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. I cannot, I haven't, I haven't not had a job since 18. I worked three jobs at 18. Like I've always overlapped. I've always done the two weeks and what they tell you to do. I've never ever gone without security of money. And I think even just in my own uh, personal experience, the Lord has really used money to speak to me. And that's the only way he's ever really gotten my attention because I think that is probably one of the most favorite things in my life because of all the things I've done and entrepreneurship, you see really high, Money and sometimes you see really low. And I was in sales uh, with the job that I was leaving, and so I could have. I saw like a thirty grand month one time, and then I saw a five grand and like less than you know. So I I saw the real highs and the real lows and kind of been like, wow, this is really fun. Like money became this game for me, and so the Lord has always spoke to me through money, and like He's given me some hard lessons to learn through that as well. So, anyways, to answer your question, I knew I had a dream to start a brand, but the way that it all aligned, and this is, this is the best part of our story of this brand that I'll go more into that too. The girl that reached out to me, that was like, Jordan, it has been on my heart for us to start a business. And I don't know what that is. She had the same exact feeling. She had no, she had been calling me probably two to three times over the past year, trying to start her own businesses and getting advice from me, because I was in the course business industry with my current job. And she's like, what am I supposed to do? She's getting advice from me. And she's like, Jordan, I really think we're supposed to do something together. And I'm like, girl, I'm doing great over here. I don't know if I could step away from that. That's too much. She'd call me up again, Jordan, you're on my heart. What what are you doing? Like, are you still going to stay there? Can you do both? And I was under contract. I could not have two jobs at the same time. So it was like an actual barrier. Like I could not start my own business. I could not do something else if I had, um, still decided to stay at this job. So when I say I was in a fork in the road, it was like, do you go do something you always wanted to do? Or do you stay here where you don't really feel appreciated? You might be making tons of money, but they're not seeing the value that you know, you have. So I was like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? And so it wasn't that I knew I was going to start this brand because I didn't want it to be like, peace out. I'm going to go do this. It was like a I know I have to leave this place and I don't know if that means I'm going to go get another job somewhere and just kind of see what happens. But the minute I left that job, it was like this overwhelming, like I was extremely sad and then I was like empowered. And then I was like, I, this is the time, like, there is no reason for me to go to another nine to five. There's nothing wrong with nine to fives. I think you will learn so much. Like, thank goodness. I went back to a nine to five because it would not have gotten me here. So I'm actually someone who used to hate on nine to fives. And if you're in the MLM world, you'll know that that's what they teach you that nine to fives are from the devil, but they're not, they're not, we, they're amazing. You learn new skills. You learn people, um, like, uh, people skills and all the things. Um, but, I ended up um, deciding that I was like, I don't want to go back to a nine to five. I want to I want to start this brand on my own. And so, yeah, I basically just quit one and was like, go and I don't know what this looks like. We didn't have a name. We didn't have anything. All we knew is that we wanted to help women become better versions of themselves. But knowing who Christ made them to be like walking, um, with boldness and who they are because of Christ, knowing that, um, you don't have to fit in like you're born to sit, you know, be set apart. And, and so, yeah, we, that's all we had was just this one feeling of, we want to help more women be bold and who they are. And that is where everything started. So
0: that's kind of like
1: the best vision. And it really says a lot
0: when the money cannot outweigh the happiness. Never because you, you can have it all like, and we see it all the time. We see incredibly wealthy people. We're seeing it a lot in like just influencer culture, like people with millions of followers, miserable, depressed, and they've got literally- they have all the money in the world and they're still like I don't I don't want to do this yeah and it's like money can't buy happiness we are mm-hmm. in the middle of a global pandemic money cannot buy you happiness and yeah. the time that we have been given and all of this it's I hope it's made a lot of people reevaluate like what's actually important when we have yeah. been like isolated when we have lost so many people it's like what actually matters. Is it really that important to have the fanciest fancy car? If you don't see your family, is Mm -hmm. it really that valuable to work 50 million hours a week at a job you hate just to afford a house you aren't ever hanging out in like things like that. So I've definitely taken many pay cuts, uh, to get out of jobs that I didn't like. And, My husband and I, we both have just like these jobs are soul sucking and miserable. And I'm like, we'll figure out the money. Like, I just don't want to be like crying before I go to work every day or oh, like yeah. hating everyone that I have to see. I'm also a diehard hermit. So the fact that I don't <laughs> see any other people is actually a life win for me. But I see <laughs> hundreds of people a day when I worked in hospitality. So it was like the whole world I saw every day. And now I'm like, I stay home. And Zoom is my social interaction experience. And it's excellent for me. Yeah, But it's it can be so difficult in entrepreneurship to go from working with other people on a regular basis to doing a lot of it by yourself. Like you do have like a partner in all of this to go through and do it. But Entrepreneurship is lonely as crap. It really is. And
1: that's actually one of the things, me and Sydney, that's the co-founder of our brand. Like we, and we had decided, we're like, look, we we're. she's from Tennessee. I'm from Texas. So it's not even that we work together. We're doing this literally States away, but we told each other, like, we're excited to do it together because we don't want to have to do this alone because it's a lot of work. Like you said, like we started a podcast, we have a website we're doing, you know, we have merch, we do our program. Like we're, there's so much stuff going on that doing all that on my own, I would be drowning. So it's kind of cool how the Lord brought Sydney into my life. And I don't even know if I was saying this, like we, she was the one that got me into network marketing. She was my, I, I don't think it, that was the whole punchline of the story earlier. She is my enroller from my network marketing company. And I was just thinking about this, you know, I had a lot of, I had a lot of great things that happened to me in network marketing. And a lot of things that I, when I walked away, I was like, in hindsight, I could see how this could have gone this way. And so I was glad that I listened to God in that, in that moment, but the Lord really brought me the connections and my friends from network marketing that have grounded me where I'm at now. You know, so I I don't ever take anything as like a waste of time or a waste of season. Like I take lessons from every season of life that I'm in. But it was so interesting. I'm like the girl who enrolled me into network marketing because she ended up leaving the, the company before me. We actually had a falling out. I was so mad at her. I was like I am not talking to you anymore. You left. Yeah me I mean me
0: and me and my upline she's still like my best friend and then I have another that's like I'm best friends with still but like, we we did almost kind of fight about whether or not we we're going to leave because I wanted to leave first. And then she had a falling out with our ambassador. Yeah, And then she was like, no, I'm out. And we we left within like a couple of weeks of each other. But it was like such a hard
1: it's decision.
0: Hard. And I literally thought like we would, own, we met because of this business. Like we met because yeah. of the business. And I was like, she's not going to be my upline anymore. Like, we're not going to be on team trainings. Like, are we still going to be friends? Is she still going to talk to me? And it was like my biggest concern. I was like, I don't like, what do I do? Because I'd heard other people leave, get ostracized. And I'm like, what
1: am I going to do? Yeah. And that's how I felt. I was very like, oh, you left. Like, how could you betray us like that? Like, it was so silly looking back. I'm just like, uh, yeah. Uh, is the only word I have for that, but it's just so cool how we ended up rekindling. We ended up talking that out and I ended up leaving and she's the one I had to go to for advice because I was broken, you know? And so it's just so funny how everything worked out. And then she ends up being the one that I create a brand with that w- when we met five, six years ago, almost, you know what I mean? It's just yeah, so wild how everything can be orchestrated together. Like seriously for your good. You, you don't even know why you're in this we season learned, right now. We learned so much. I learned that you could sell things on the internet. I had yep. no
0: idea. And yep. like all of the like social media training, knowing how to show up, knowing how to tell a story, knowing how to talk to people. Like she and I both have like coaching and consulting businesses yeah. and we're like if we had never done that, yeah. we would have no we would have no idea and yeah. we we joke all the time about how we always were like we're going to make $3,000 a month from home working from our phones and now we're like Yeah, we definitely make more than that now and we don't have to manage a team. (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, and it's cool because I think that just goes to just to say, like, no matter what season you're in right now, it didn't even have to be if you're in network marketing or not. Like you could be at this job and you have no idea why you're there, but you might meet someone that is going to be a lifelong friend or someone that ends up connecting you with someone who ends up planting you in the success of what success is to you, you know, in in your life, you know? So it's just, I think it's so cool to even take the seasons you're in where you're like, I feel like I'm supposed to leave this season, but I also don't even know why I just did all of this. I don't know why I'm here. There's a reason. I'm a firm believer that everything has a divine reason of like exactly where you're at right now. And I am the example of that. Like without that season, I would have not met Sydney without the season of this other job for the two years I was in, I would have never let go of the love of money and this obsession to have more, like in the obsession of it, like there's a, I, I still battle with it. There's a good amount of achievement versus money is the only thing that's going to bring me happiness. Cause that is a big fat lie. But I was just saying like every season has, or every job has had a season in my life. And it's been really cool to sit back and see where I'm at now and be like, wow, it all makes sense. Like, that's where you want to get to is when you're sitting back and you're like, wow, this all made sense. These past three to four years have all made sense now. So that's where I'm at now, which is exciting. I think I'm just realizing like, that's where I'm at now. And it's so,
0: and like, no matter where you are, like in your entrepreneur or your life or your purpose journey, because I also firmly believe that we don't have like one sole purpose. Like some people, maybe they do, maybe they like out of the womb were like, this is my life plan Awesome. Love that for you. Please bottle me some of that like alignment energy. But I think that we have like been in society sort of fed like find your purpose, your one purpose. That's the thing that you're supposed Mm. to do. And if you're, and if you haven't figured out your purpose yet, you're doing something wrong. If you're not there yet, you're doing something wrong. And I feel like that's, we hear that all the time. I'm like, but I like to do this and this, and I can help people do this. And like, this is really great. And that doesn't serve me anymore. And people are sometimes really scared to make those pivots because they don't know what's on the other side of the door. And it's, and it's just such a trusting, terrifying moment to have, but reflection is really that big component like after you've done it and you can look back and see the good things that came out of really tough seasons and a lot of times you realize you're significantly stronger than you thought you were absolutely because you made it like I it's very cliche meme but it's like you have survived all of your hardest days yep and it's just it sounds like a fortune cookie But then you're like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did. I did do that. And I'm still here.
1: Things might not be pretty, but like, you're still here and it's very, and it's very exciting. I think I, one of the biggest life lessons I've learned and I've experienced deep grief in my life. Like things have not come easy. I've lost my dad to cancer at 20 and 20 being 20 years old. having that amount of grief, I did not know who I was. I was getting out of high school. All my friends left for college, you know? So I was coming out, losing this, you know, losing my father and then being like, I'm supposed to go discover myself now. And there was just like no space for that. Like I was so lost, so lost in my early twenties that I feel like I wasted Probably five years, just doing every terrible thing you could possibly think of, because I was just so numb, and I just put the smile on. So it wasn't that even anyone knew, which was the worst part. You know, I was just floating. I was just kind of there. And but one thing I think that was so interesting about this is that all of these scenarios that have happened in my life, through breakups and and death and losing jobs and re, redirections, something new has kind of um, birthed from that. I think that's a word. If there's anything you'll learn, I don't speak good grammar at all. If you're worried about being unqualified to run a business, come follow me. <laughs> I will make you feel better about yourself. Um, but there's something that births from pain that will create massive impact. And it's something that like, even in hindsight, looking back, I'm like, if I would have never experienced that kind of my whole mantra is like, if you would never experienced that, it wouldn't have led you here. And if you wouldn't have gotten here, it wouldn't have led you there. And so it's like, I know sometimes we want everything to be easy. We want everything to just work. Your so way. Out. Yep. We want no obstacles. We want up the mountain and that's it. We want to stay at the peak forever, but you will actually, you it's impossible. You will literally have no success that way. The only way to grow is if you have something to grow through. And so it's, it's really been interesting for me to even see and be like, wow, even in the days that I really thought that I wouldn't have gotten through at all. Those actually birthed something that made me want to be an entrepreneur. Whenever I had to, you know, watch my mom grieve my dad and have to go back to work, you know, a few weeks later. And then like me having to go back to work, I was working two, three jobs at the time. I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is not okay. I was like, I want to be able to provide and help my mom. I want to be able to do these things. And that actually led me to the network marketing because I was robbing Peter to pay Paul. I was working three jobs. I wanted to help my mom. I wanted to retire her early. Like there's so many things I wanted because we lost my dad where I don't, I think if that would have never happened, I would have been a teacher. That's what I was going to school for. I wanted to be a teacher. And what's funny is the only reason why is because I wanted summers off which is funny because I'm like, that's my entrepreneurial like freedom of time that I really wanted. You know, I'm, I will work hard, but I love I'm in your gram seven. I'm like, I want to go on vacations. I want to travel. I want to own my time. I want to take naps at whatever time of the day, if I want to, you know, I want to work hard, but I also want to play hard too. So anyways, I just was going to say like every trouble, every obstacle a new part of you births into this new version of you. It grows a little bit of character. It creates a little bit more discipline. And for you to get to where you really want to go, those things have to grow with you at the same time. So
0: I love that you're an Enneagram seven, just like
1: go, go, go. And I'm
0: just like,
1: and you know what's really funny. I think one of the hardest things that I've had to do going into this business is deleting and forgetting all the things that have been said about me about being an Enneagram seven, because my last business I was with, they were like, Enneagram sevens hate data. They would never be able to run a business. Like they were saying all these things to me. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. And I'm like, I love calling myself an Enneagram seven. Cause I am the fun part of it. But I like, I, I think we need to stop putting people in boxes all the time, you know, of like what we think we can do. Cause I have like, so shown up for myself in this new venture that I'm in. I'm like, I can't do this. Like who cares if your personality type is a little bit distractive and you want to have tons of fun and you just want to make everything a little less serious. Like I had to really work through that, but yeah, I am definitely full-blown Enneagram seven. That's
0: that's so rude of them. That's that's just rude.
1: Second guess myself, but you know, I just think about that. That's, that's a very normal thing that happens in life like someone will plant one bad thought in your head and you're like oh I can never do that you know and so I think I held on to that for a little bit I'm like I'm here to help someone else build their business I couldn't build my own I'm like I'm here to build your business I could never start one from the ground up and know nothing and do it anyways you know until I did it and I'm like uh I can I just did you know like I did that so anyways Yeah,
0: no, because that's definitely a false thing about Enneagram 7s, because that's, like, my husband, and he runs a very successful, like, software developing company, and it's literally, like, three of them, so I'm, like, you literally, like, he runs this, literally data, because they're coding business all the time, but I'm, like, he still makes everything fun, and they have, like, a really good time, and he really doesn't take... whole lot of things seriously which is what I'm for
1: it's like which can be good in entrepreneurship because you can't take things seriously or it's it's not fun you
0: like you like give yourself like the 20 minutes to take everything very seriously and then you just like breathe through like okay that's what they said and I don't care and I'm gonna feel that and then you like and then you uh move on and then uh you you do like progressively deal with it at all times I'm, like, the doomsday prepper uh, enneagram, so I'm, like, every worst-case scenario, I have a plan for. I have a strategy.
1: Oh, my like, gosh. We are completely opposites.
0: <laughs> like, I have a plan for everything. That's so funny. I, like, wing a lot of things because I've probably already thought through all of the possible scenarios and then mapped out, like, what I think is going to
1: happen, mm-hmm. and then I, like, mentally prepare, so I'm, like, it's that's fine. Sweet that's me and my business partner, we're complete opposites, which is why we work. I'm a very just flexible show up whenever work, whenever I can work in big groups. I'm just like la doll half the time, but like I thrive off that. I thrive off kind of the community aspect. And she's very like, I need a schedule. I need to know all the details. We need to do things very type A. My my
0: planner is color-coded by what I'm doing and it starts at five this one time I got up at three but my planner is hour by hour what my life is uh and then like important things for the week that are already there but yeah I like spontaneous is my kryptonite that's
1: so funny Spontanity, I people like you because I, I I die <laughs> No, nope. <laughs> I'm like, so just like, what is my day going to look like today? I don't know. We'll
0: see. We'll just see I, what I require three to 12 business days to make any kind of decisions that involve other people. Uh, we got, I got plan phone calls with people. We need Otherwise, people
1: like you, or we would have no order. So
0: I'm like, I, my friends are always like, you're the person that we take on the trip because you booked all the reservations. You know where we have to go and you brought everything that we forgot. I'm just like, yeah. 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 We'll be good. I'm good to vacation with. It's a well-planned executed experience and nobody, nobody gets lost. Everybody makes it home. That's always my goal. Like we got off the airplane. We're going to get back on the airplane. (laughs) However it happens.
1: However it happens.
0: So I know that you have, uh, your community. I say yes. I like I know, like as if I'm not in it. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, so what is like since it's the early stages now? What is, what is the game plan for like the next year? Mostly because yeah. I want like insider knowledge and things like
1: that. Yeah. So our brand is called Within Her Soul, which I don't even think I mentioned that earlier. So we created the brand first, not knowing anything other than the sake of knowing we wanted it to be a place where um, Christian women could come and just feel like they have a place to feel safe and feel like they can learn more about who they are and who Christ calls them to be in a world that is honestly really hard to live in, um, you know, without Christian values or things like that, you know, and so whichever side you sit on, the brain is called within her soul. And so we really wanted to create a place where women could come and just feel bold in their faith and know who they are in Christ. And so it really wasn't at first, it wasn't going to be, let us help you grow spiritually. It really was going to be more self-identity, walking in your purpose and dealing with life and having almost like two internet best friends that like you can come to and learn from and get coaching from. So more of a life coaching aspect, but with uh, Christian principles well, we were praying a lot and we were trying to figure out what is actually really needed right now. Like right now, what is lacking in our perfect, um, ICA, like our niche of people, what are they struggling with most? And whenever we did all that, we realized a lot of people don't, they haven't even opened their Bibles in months, years. They don't even know what, how to read it. And I'm like, before we can go and figure out who we are, we have to know who we can rely on. Like I can sit here and tell you, you're amazing and you're, you have purpose and like, you're going through a breakup and it's going to be okay. And like learning how to not, um, have social anxiety and like all these things that we all deal with. And that's our, that's our goal is to kind of have this well-rounded brand that just gets you through life. But if you don't know how to understand the word or understand where your gifts come from and where, you know, or how to pray and how to get judgment and, and. Direction from God, then all these things will be not as applicable whenever we teach them. So right now we have, you know, the soul society where we're actually just our only focus is that you get consistent and disciplined with opening your word every day. And then we teach you how to really understand the Bible. And I know like a lot of people have said, well, you can just go to church to do that. And it's like, honestly, hearing from a pastor and hearing from two girls from Texas and Tennessee explain things two completely different messages. It's a
0: whole different ballgame. It really
1: is. And I think I struggled a little bit going to church. I went to church for three years and still felt at the same place. I never felt like I went to a new place and it's because I just listened to what someone else was telling me to think off the Bible scriptures, you know, which is fine. I'm, I love church. I love my church, but I was like, Lord, there has to be something else that could help women Understand it better, you know, so that's kind of where the soul society came. Now, the soul society is not our end goal. That was actually just something we want to create. That is, there is a resource so that whenever you do kind of step into our brand and you're like, I want to be this person. I know I want to grow spiritually. I know I want to know God more, but I don't know where to start. That's the perfect place for you. Like that's going to be the place. Like we have a workbook. You can go in and actually get scripture given to you every single day and just teach you how to start small so that then when we start getting into the deeper stuff, self-identity, going through a breakup, actually, you know, being able to have a healthy relationship with your spouse, those kind of things, you already have the foundation laid. So really our big goal, I mean, if we're talking real, real big, like I want within her soul to be at retreats and, and doing, you know, workbooks and Bible studies and really being this all around, I don't like the word self-help, uh, like self-development, you know, really meeting you where you're at with whatever season you're in. Like, I'm very passionate about breakups and singleness because that's what I'm going through right now, but Sydney is in a whole new season. And so we really bring two different perspectives to the table, to Christian women who really just want guidance with the seasons of life that they're in and how to grow spiritually and not let this world cripple them into complacency. It's, that's like my biggest thing. I'm like, I can't, I just see so many of my friends and you know, women that I come across and they're just like, I feel stuck. I feel unhappy. And a lot of unhappiness doesn't stem from outward things you're dealing with. It's inward. And so, but sometimes you have to fix your outward to be able to help your inward, you know, so that's a different episode, I'm sure. But I just had, we both had this deep passion to help women with the inward things that they're dealing with so that they can finally walk in their calling and their purpose that God has led them to be. So
0: there's really not a lot of things that are like this. And I know this from my extensive Googling to try and find something like this over, the last couple of years. Cause I, in my early twenties, back in the college days, I read all of the religious texts. I've read the Quran, the Bible. I've read different versions. I just read them like cover to cover, read them. I was in no way religious, spiritual. I was just like, these are some major religious texts. Let's read it. Let's get the basic concept. Let's understand. And I did them from like all over the world. I've read dozens of like religious texts and you know cuz i'm like supportive of whatever you want to believe in don't just yeah. whatever you want to do uh but i was always just so curious about all of it and i had exactly no understanding it is intriguing for me to look at cuz i got a bible like my first one that i ever got and i like that was mine and it's very interesting to read the notes that I took the first time I read it through, where I was like, um, no, no, I don't, uh, <laughs> yeah. this is crazy to like accepting it and getting closer and like exploring what faith was gonna mean to someone who had no religious affiliation my entire life, who did not believe for a second that any of it was real, and I had to hit obviously rock bottom in my whole life to yeah. even be like, fine, let's yeah. see. Yeah. And I remember being very mad that um, things started to change, mm-hmm. and I was I I remember being very resentful because I'd like I was like, fine, I'll just pray about some stuff, and if nothing changes same situation. And then yeah. like things started to change and then I was like, "Well, that's annoying." Huh. Yeah, you're like, "Uh, I take it back." <laughs> yeah. Um and that has sort of like happened because I thought my I was thought I was getting divorced a couple years ago and then I was like, "Save my marriage. Prove it." Literally, I was like, "Prove it." We got a therapist. We saved our marriage. And I was like, yeah. "Okay, well, all right. Fix my business.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. All yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> fix my friendship. And I was like mad as it kept happening, being like, okay, fine, fine. And so I like started going to church consistently and I joined a small group and I was like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm getting it. Yeah. And so now when I read the gospels, I have to like scribble out my old notes where I was like, this is not a thing and be like, no, this wow. is a thing. Wow. And it's a very, It's very different to imagine and then I was like trying to find other people who were like so against it like their whole lives trying to like find that and just be like can someone please explain to me what is happening because there's so it's so much content y'all it is so much and then like this thing mentions this and I'm just like I have no idea. Right and like trying to find like other people who could be like, well, this is what this means. And it connects to right. this because you cannot, I mean, there are definitely people who have memorized it, who can be like, this scripture relates to this off yeah. the top of their head.
1: And I'm just like, how? those is- are like people who went to seminary, like th- knowing the Bible is such a complex skill. Like even someone who wants to teach that and actually help women understand it, when I say I am unqualified and I think that's the beauty of it you are not in this place where you are going to feel like I should know these things that's exactly why we created this is for the woman who has no idea what the Bible is saying and wants to know wants to take more from it than reading three verses and being like, okay cool they caught a lot of fish or okay cool he healed the blind man like, Literally, like I was in one ear out the other, and you're like, uh, I'm not blind, I'm not a fisherman. I like you just take things so literally whenever we read things, and so we kind of bring it to life and allow you to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm in this season of this exact story. Like, this is me, I am this person, and being able to for you to understand it better. And it will change over time, and
0: you'll understand. Yes, so much more over time, and then yeah. like it just takes like one person to say something, and you're just like, everything makes sense. Like how yeah. I had no idea. Like, I think I learned this maybe two months ago that Simon and Peter were the same, same person. person. Yeah, I was just like, where did I miss that? Yeah. Literally, I missed it everywhere because I was like, yeah. yeah, no, there's like there's a dude named Simon and Peter. Yeah, they're like whatever, different people. I don't understand the value. I don't understand the meaning yeah. of why that's so important. And I was just, but until someone literally said that to me, I understood none of the actual significance. I was just like, yeah, that's cool.
1: Yep. I I think that's a lot of a lot. And I think one of the biggest heart pulls for us was that there's so many women out there that do consider themselves Christians. and, And I'm not saying you're not, it's, being able to call yourself a Christian, but also know that like, you have direct access to God's word and you're confident in it because I think being saved is saying, I believe in Jesus. And, and that is that first step, but to really experience Jesus' love for you, like, and how amazing God is and how your whole life can be changed, you know, even overnight by accepting that it, it all starts with the Bible, but for this to be the most confusing book out there, I'm like, that's so disheartening. Like, that's so frustrating for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many women who want more, who want to feel more, who want to feel this, you know, like get rid of this, just lack of contentment of just like, this is my life. Like I don't have anything, no importance and turning that into fulfillment and and excitement and, and true joy in it. I'm like, you can't even understand the words in this book to, to get to experience that, you know? So it's definitely been a really cool group to start because it didn't really make sense at first. I'm like, would people even want this? But it has been so nice to hear back from everyone and be like, I never would have saw that story that way. Like now I just had this happen this week and I thought of Peter or I thought of, you know, the woman at the well, like things like that. Now they're able to apply it to their life. And that's been our main mission for it that. Just, it
0: creates an accessibility yeah. that there is not because what I like, look at like, you know, online Bible studies or this and that they're like, so like they are people who went to seminary. They have been in the church for a very long time. And they're like, I know everything about this text. And this is this. And I'm like, I'm just, I just need to like vibe into the word to get through today. I just need something to get through today. I don't need an entire dissertation. Yeah, I just need like the hope to get through today that there are, there is, you know, there's a light, there's the good things yes. at the end of it. And like that accessibility, which is more than just an Instagram amable quote, more than yeah. just a fancy, like, look at my Bible, boomerang. Yep. It's right. like being able to hear it and... Ask questions and you know, reflect on it. I'm like so big on reflection, I reflect on like everything all the time. Oh, it's well, like and
1: in our work everything. Are, we have that's literally what we do. We give you that verse, but then we give you a self-reflection question. And if you can learn, so beautiful you said that like if you can learn how to self-reflect after every scripture you read. You're literally accessing the voice of God. So that is what we want to teach you to do is that if you can open up up the Bible anywhere and just start reading and then self-reflect, that's literally the receiving of God's voice. And it can happen every time you open the Bible. But like, if you think too literally over it and then get frustrated because you're like, well, I have no idea what they're talking about. That access is disconnected, you know? And so self-reflection, I think being able to reflect and actually kind of feel like you're allowing that voice and allowing that kind of internal conversation with yourself. That is the game changer, truly. And then the Bible can become your free resource to anything that you go through in life. It really is your free, your free therapy, truly. It's such a good thing.
0: But also go to regular therapy. Yes. Go to Jesus.
1: Definitely. Go to
0: regular therapy. (laughs) Like Yeah. I've been seeing it a lot. Like, um, I love my my counselor for sure. Yeah. I've been seeing that like a lot more. It's like, sometimes God is helping you through a licensed clinical therapist or a counselor. Like there's no need for that to be, um, so stigmatized. So that's kind of like why I always talk about it. And it's like, there's so many, there's so many people that are suffering who are going to church. They might be reading their Bible and they don't know what to do therapy, get a therapist. That therapist will still probably tell you to read your Bible and go to church and keep doing what you're doing, but they will also be there to help you with some other stuff that maybe you can't go to your family about. Maybe you can't go to your pastor
1: about, um, well, you're not meant to hold things inside. And even scripture says when two or more come together, God is with them. And that is why therapy is so good because when you are speaking verbally out things that are going on, there's no place for resentment and and harvesting negative emotions. So I am a very much believer in that as well. One thousand percent agree. There's my daily
0: therapy podcast plug. Go yep. to therapy.
1: <laughs> um, that's kind of like
0: part of like this year's mission is to like encourage more people to go, promote more resources, change my life. Um,
1: because and I will say, I was the girl. I didn't even go to therapy when my dad passed away. I went to. I have. Just, and that is something that like, would be, everyone would be like, for sure go, no one would have judged me for that. But like, I had to go through terrible things over and over and over again to finally be like, swallow your dang pride. Why is it in my head that therapy is a bad thing? And whenever I did that, my first session, I kid you not, I was, I wept when I like wept. I just vomited all of my problems in it was a six hour session. My lady is an actual saint. She literally was, it was my free session too. She gave me a free session first. I just, I didn't, I was so broken, but I I was like, why did I not do this sooner? That was the first thing I did when I walked out. I was like, I could have resolved so much of this if I would have gone sooner. So definitely do not wait and don't feel ashamed of it. Don't suffer in silence. Nobody wants you to suffer
0: in silence for any reason. I, I have seen too many people take their own lives, mm-hmm. almost take their own lives because they were suffering in silence and there you just, you don't. You do not have to do that. And if you are a Christian of the mindset that like, well, if Jesus can't fix it, like Jesus made therapists, like God gave us therapy. Yes. Like literally those people's, purpose their god-given purpose is to be a therapist yep. do not look at them and be like you can't ashamed. neglect
1: the sin of the world you cannot neglect the the sadness of the world like jesus is there 1000 to bring comfort but we still live in a broken world and you need people here it's actually god calls the community over anything and community is with a therapist community is with a friend, like a community is with a church community is with your family. Like you need community in all areas to cover all the areas of your life that you might need counsel in or comfort in, or just a conversation. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. So I'm
0: very, very proud of going to therapy. I'm very proud of everybody who goes therapy. Um, so here's your sign if you've been on the fence, if you've been thinking about it, if in your head, you're like, I know I need to go. You do. They are not there to judge you. They're there to support you. And they're there to help you. They are there to help you. So go. It'll be great. I'm very proud of you for going. Thank you all. All right. So this is my favorite question in my show. If you can go back and hang out with yourself on the day that you became a fully fledged knows everything adult on your 18th birthday,
1: what would you tell her? You know, it's really crazy. I don't remember my 18th birthday. I have no idea why. Like I'm sitting here trying to think, I'm like, what did I do for my 18th birthday? And I cannot remember. But one thing I do remember about that entire year was I was so infatuated with, cause I was dating my high, my middle school sweetheart at the time. And I was so infatuated with making sure that I had, you know, the relationship going. And I was thinking about, I wanted to be a wife. I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to go to college and be the teacher. Like I was so shoved into this thought that I had to fit society, society norms of just becoming the wife and having the family, getting married early so I could have kids. Yo, I'm almost 30. I'm single. I have no kids. I obsessed really my whole 20s over being with somebody. I didn't really realize until probably about a year or so ago that finding yourself first, before you go dive into something else, like your singleness is so important. And so I wish I could have told myself when I was 18, like not go break up with your boyfriend and be single. But I wish I could have seen whenever we did break up the importance of singleness and how, if I could have really reshifted some areas in my life and just focus on myself, I think I actually would have gotten here faster. I really, I try not to do the what if game, but I think about how toxic, toxic I was, how destructive my behaviors were. There are still consequences in life. You can say everything happens for a reason. And it does. I think God turns everything for our good. He knows that we're going to be destructive sometimes. But I will say, I think if you can try to be wise early on and have good counsel, I wish I would have gotten a little bit more serious about what I really wanted at that age and been okay by myself, been okay with knowing that not everyone would be on board with me, you know, and not everyone would be my hype girl, you know, like, I wish I could have had a little bit more confidence back then and worried less about what I looked like and all the things like I obsessed so much about everything else. And I didn't really start asking myself who I really wanted to be and what kind of impact I wanted to do until my late thirties, which is normal. I think a lot of people have that experience, but I would love to have just like an empower of younger women be like, I don't need a man to feel better about myself. I don't need the job to make me feel better about myself. I don't need these things that I'm, that I feel like everyone's making us feel like we need, you know? And so I wish, oh, I wish I could go back. And I I try not to live my life like that. But now that I'm in this place, I want more years of singleness. Not that I'm not admiring marriage someday, because I want that so badly. But I know that if I could have been a little less destructive, I could have been a lot more productive in those areas in that season, which now I'm doing now. So I would say that I had fun, but I I definitely could have, taking better care of myself. Oh, that's actually probably encompassing the whole point. I wish I would have taken better care of myself, loved myself a lot more, grieved properly and known that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to deal with things and feel emotions and not worry about whatever, what everyone else was doing and thinking about me. So
0: literally same. Like I, I was a broken human but oh man I was that fun party girl mm-hmm. you want to go out we gonna have a good time I always Put a had mask. a boy like Put a mask
1: on mm-hmm. and take the
0: mask off when we're by ourselves all all the time I'm like yeah no I'm living the best life I got all yep. these friends I am a drunk hysterical mess as soon as I get home but oh did I tell people I was living the life which is probably what my quarter
1: life crisis hit so hard Uh, and then I feel like a fraud is the hardest thing to deal with. Truly. It will eat you alive. And I think whenever you're that person who does not like to express themselves, you start feeling like a fraud because you're acting one way and feeling something else. And then it, it all explodes. Like it will end up exploding. (laughs) It'll explode. So,
0: It sounds corny, like just be yourself because you're the only person that has to live with you at the end of the day. Like you are the only person living inside your head. Everyone else around you, you know, hopefully a lot of the people that you love, like stay around and they stay in your life. But a lot of people will come and go, but you are literally, you have to wake up and be like, okay, me, I am me again today. what, what does being me mean right now?
1: Yeah. And, uh,
0: learning to live with that and definitely, uh, learning to live with all the consequences of all of your actions (laughs) and being like, yeah, yeah." I think that a lot, uh, where I, I sometimes get very uh, salty with God for being, And I'm just like, okay, cool. You were right. Awesome. Cool. Thanks. Couldn't you have just been like, don't do that. Why did I have to like continue yep. to have all my consequences? Like, really? Like, okay, I did the same thing for the eighth time. Cool. My disciplines.
1: Let me tell you, he, <laughs> I mean- he disciplines because he loves us. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's that discipline that gets us to say, okay, I don't want to go back to that. Right. I don't want to do that again. I don't want to feel that way again. You and know, how
0: many times do I have to learn my lesson? As many <sighs> as it's gonna take. Yep. Okay. okay fine. Yep. And we learn <laughs> to live with that. Uh- <laughs> And then we're just like a crazy cat lady. Yeah. However old at 30, 30 32, 32. Yeah. I think I'm that old. Who knows? Not me. It,
1: I feel like once you get to like 25, 26, you're like, you stop keeping count. You're like, I'm like, oh, um, old am I? I'm like, I, thought I was 27 for three years. I'm not kidding. I was like. What is happening? I'm like, what is that number? Why do I keep thinking I'm that age? Even when I was 26, I was saying I was 27. Now that I'm 28, I still call myself 27. I'm like, I, don't I mean,
0: 27 know. seems like a good solid year. What was I doing at 20? I was in Alaska in 27. 27 is <laughs> good year. Sounds like a good year. We love that. Um. So, what are you most looking forward to for this year? I will have like how everyone can find you and all that yeah. in the show notes after this. But what are you looking forward to the most for 2022?
1: I, yeah, 2022. I definitely, I, I would think originally I would think that my answer would be like this big business goal or anything like that. But my, my new kind of thing for this year is just like being in the present. I've been someone who's so kind of obsessive over like that next big thing, the next big thing, the next big thing. And the Lord has really worked in my heart and he's like, just enjoy every present day. Don't think about April. Don't think about May. Don't think about June, July, August, September like he will provide those months for me. I already know that they're coming. Like, I don't need to worry about tomorrow. Like I just want to live for today. And so one thing I'm just like, every day I get up and my, like the most thing I'm just excited about is to learn something new. And that's something that he really, I've asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, teach me something new every single day. If if it's from your word, if it's a new skill through the business, if it's mathematical, if it's, through a coach, if it's whatever it might be, just like teach me something new every day. And I'm trying to write them down so I can like keep track of everything. But I really am like seriously so excited to grow. Like I do not want to go into 2023 looking back and being like, I am the same person again. Like it, I finally got to a point where I was like, I'm done. I am not going to go another year. A year is a long time to have not grown. I know we can say, oh yeah, I had a great year. This was so great. Like I had the best you know, time yeah. with friends. But like, when you really look at yourself and you're like, I did not level up individually, it doesn't have to mean money. It does not yeah. have to mean career, but like individually with your wants, desires, needs, I wasn't leveling up each year going and going. out. I was just like still sitting in this place of who am I? What am I doing? And so this year I know with how intentional I'm being, I'm like the most excited to be able to look back on, 2022 and actually say, that's the year it all changed. This is the year that you worked the hardest for yourself, that you had to work the late hours, but it was rewarding. You know, you learned the new skill, you cried through it. I've had already a few of those days, Um, extra few therapy sessions in between, you know, because you'll feel the most unqualified and the most, honestly, the hardest about yourself when you are in the season of growth. It's, It's hard. It's a really hard thing to go through. But when you go through it, it's like looking back on the other side, you're like, I would do it a thousand times again. So that's why what I'm most excited about is to, to not worry so much about the future and like where I'll be and like all the big things that I could easily stay up at night thinking about and just living, living in today and just growing individually each day. Cause I know if I can focus on that daily, the growth that will happen in the end of the year, it it will all add together. It will all add up. So yeah, just like
0: 1% a day, just one thing that moves the needle forward. Like my, my like motivation or discipline is always because I spent so many years being like, cool, nothing changed. I'm the exact same. And I did that for so long. And now I'm just like, I can't, I can't do that. I, I don't want to do that. We are we are alive for just this tiny short period of time. And it is a gift. It is a blessing to have the opportunity to wake up every day. And I don't really want to waste that. I definitely still do. Thanks, Netflix. Love you. Mm-hmm. I definitely still waste some of it. But I don't want to have to look back and be like, I didn't do anything new and exciting. I didn't follow the thing I wanted to do. It could fail. I've done so many things that that failed. I'd rather fail though. Over and over again. Always because in failure, like what you said earlier, like failure births something new. Nothing is wasted. That is that is really, I think, key takeaway. Like nothing is wasted. Everything you're doing has a purpose, has a place, is a nice piece of the puzzle that we'll never fully understand. We cannot see the whole puzzle of our lives. We just see what's right in front of us. And we just have to trust that it's a beautiful puzzle. Like it is, it is an awesome thing. And you really never know who you're going to impact and who you're going to influence and who you're going to change. And you might not change anybody's life today, but you could change a thousand people's lives tomorrow.
1: Yep. Well, you might not even know that you changed their life ever. You know, yeah, literally impact there are people who have no idea. There (laughs) are
0: people that I look up to, thanks internet, who have no idea I'm alive. And I'm like, they've gotten some stuff. Like that book, they're never that author's never gonna know me. That changed my life. New things. Um, so just like if you're an entrepreneur, if you are really doing anything in your life whatsoever, you never know the impact that you can have on somebody. So Mm. be nice to people. Um, be nice and just show up for yourself every day Yeah. because when you're showing up for yourself you'll be able to show up for other people and I think that impact is just so it's so wonderful and exciting and uh you and your community and what you and Sydney are doing is gonna impact thousands of lives you're gonna have yeah. retreats you're gonna have this community and it's gonna
1: it's really gonna change the game yeah. next thing I, you know, I really, I really am excited for, I would say if I did have a business goal for this year, like my deep desire is that there's just women who get on fire about being bold in their faith and not feeling like it's just this little piece of them. Oh yeah. I know God. Or, oh yeah. I like Jesus. Like I know Jesus. Like I want it to be like a proclamate pro pro proclamation. proclamation. Yep. What it proclamation proclamation of, like I said unqualified but I like I don't do words it's funny that I have a podcast <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna how do I make it through that's um, the key point of podcasting <laughs> is it's supposed to be relatability, relatability. but yeah. it really is like I want them it to be their pro, pro, I'm getting it get rid of that word um I wanted to be their kind of their voice of saying like, I am most proud in this area, because if you can be most proud in that area, that's one of the hardest things to be proud of in a world that might have different opinions than you in, in that area, you know? And so and I think everyone's opinion is valid, you know, with whatever you believe, but be conf- like be bold in what you believe. Like, that is what I want. Like, if you're, of Christian faith, I want you to be bold in that because there's too many of us that are just quiet. Like people are quiet and timid and don't want to share their feelings and don't want to share their opinions and don't want to share the most beautiful sides of themselves because we're all so scared of what the world might say. And so, really, if there's anything I'm just like the most on fire about is for women to stand out in boldness and just be confident in who they are and who Christ makes them to be. And That starts with knowing God. It starts with knowing the principles and it starts with understanding his love for us and knowing why Jesus came and why he was here and why he did the things that he did. And so if there's anything, I'm just like super focused on this year, it'd be just for women to really understand that kind of love and that having that self-awareness and knowing that they don't need anything of this world to feel joy, like they already have that inside of them and they just need to tap into that to experience that so
0: Well, I think that's a mic drop moment for this episode. I am so glad that we got to do this. I'm so excited for everything that is to come. Uh, All of her links will be down in the description below. So you can connect with her on Instagram. You can get in this community. You can just see all the ways that she is moving. And literally you can message her and be like, please pray for me. And she will send you the nicest message and then you will will. cry. Uh, And it's great. (laughs) i i'm just so thankful that you hung out with me today oh thank you for having me it
1: was so fun